Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Today is Friday, June 23rd, 2023. Today we're reading from, we are in Working with Others, and it's page 89, the second paragraph, Life Will Take on New Meeting, and ending with, Is the Bright Spot of Our Lives. Today's readers are, for the steps, we have Sue L. For the traditions, we have Anne-Marie M. Reading the text is Tenzin P. Page 164 is Katie G. Newcomer greeters, Leslie M. And second hour host is Anne M. Anne A. I'm sorry, Anne A. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. 7 a.m. meeting, 20,377. 20377. The 10 a.m. meeting is 20378. 20378. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Sue L to read the steps. Good morning, Sue L., um, compulsive overeater in Texas. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I'll pass. Thanks, Sue. Next up with the traditions is Anne-Marie M. <clears throat> Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M., compulsive overeater, recovered compulsive overeater, the 12 traditions. <clears throat> uh, 12 traditions, yes. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. <clears throat> Three, the only membership, <clears throat> the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. <clears throat> Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should, be for, uh, should re- remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Excuse me. Eleven, our our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Anne-Marie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today, we are in... Um, working with others, and we're on page 89 uh, on the second paragraph, and starting with life will take on new meaning, uh, ending with is the bright spot of our lives. And I will ask Tens and P to start us off. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Tintin P, checking in from New York. So grateful to be here. All right. Uh, life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This, this is an experience you must not miss. We know we will not want to, we will not want to miss it. Did I get that right? We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. So um, I'm a little short of words today. So I'm going to read this paragraph again, and then I'll look forward to hearing what other people have to share. So, life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And uh, so with all gratitude, I pass. Look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. Thanks, Tenzin. So we're going to open up the line for sharing. And we ask that you, uh, although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share every third day to, to uh, give others a chance to share. So if you shared Tuesday or Wednesday, please step, please, please step back oh. and uh, I'll take you one at a time and I'll let you know if I hear you or not. All right, so we got Anne-Marie M. Alex Nancy w. P. Uh, Elena H. Hold on, hold on. Alice W. Nancy P. Uh, Jen A. Loretta, 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 Jen. Elena P. Elena, okay. Elena. See. To take a few more. Chris, Chris W. Chris. Priscilla H. Ken W. H. And then Ken. That should be good for now. So we got Anne-Marie M., Alice W., Nancy P., Loretta H., Jen A., Elena C., Chris W., Priscilla H., and Ken W. H. Anne-Marie, you're up. Thank you so much, uh, Russ, for leading the meeting. Appreciate that. My name is Anne-Marie M., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace and by working the steps in this big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And one of these steps is step 12. I have experienced people recovering. I've experienced watching them help others. I've watched loneliness disappear. And I've seen a fellowship grow about about them and grow about myself. I have a host of friends. Um, I, th- this is 
um, you know, frequent contact with newcomers and with each other. This is a bright spot of, of my life. I can't tell, I, it's kind of maybe it's like having a baby when you don't experience it until you actually do it. <laughs> and I, today, I, I was telling somebody yesterday, I have um, three calls back to back this afternoon with, uh, with people that I'm, I'm taking through the steps. And I and I said, you know, if if I had the money, you know, a therapist makes, I don't know if they make $100 an hour, I don't know how much therapist makes, but if they made $100 an hour, it wouldn't value the amount of uh, gratitude and peace that I get from helping these other people. It really, it's um, it's amazing. And I, I just look forward to it so much. I get so much out of helping others. And it's what a switch from from years ago when all I could do was be so sorry for myself about compulsive overeating. It was like two and a half years ago. You know, all, all I was doing was, oh my gosh, I can't stop eating. It was always all about me. I couldn't get out of it. I could not get out of it. And uh, by working these steps, going through this process, working... Um, you know, four through nine on a daily basis, you know, working that step 10 and, and praying this morning. I was in my, I was in meditation this morning and I was enjoying it. I look forward to it. I, I would, I would dread, you know, spending time with God. And I look forward to it today. I, I rely on him throughout the day. I, I, you know, ask God, what, what, what should I be doing? You know? And, um, I have I have a host of friends that I can call, and this is um, beyond what I ever thought I would ever get. I just wanted to lose weight when I first came in, just because I really believed that if I got skinny, I would be happy. Like that was going to be my answer. And today it's God. God is my answer, and He He is my everything. And I am just so thrilled. And I just Sorry. I love. I love this chapter, and I, I love this program. I'll pass. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks, Anne-Marie. Next up is Alice W. followed by Nancy P. Hi. Good morning. It's Alice W. from the UK. Hello. Um, gosh, what an amazing uh, reading, and life takes on new meaning. Isn't that true? I mean, it has certainly for me. I mean, I was about to give up before I came into back into recovery about nine months ago. And um, just constant relapse, couldn't get an hour, couldn't get five minutes, might get a couple of days and then back in the food again. I tried everything and I was just about to give up and just think actually maybe OA doesn't work for me because of just the the, the approaches I was taking. Um, And then I came on to Vision for You and... um, I mean, it's a, it's an absolute life taking on new meaning. I mean, it's an absolute miracle what I've got out of this program. It really is, and it's uh, you know going through the steps myself with the sponsor, and then um, the incredible change I'm I'm seeing in my sponsees and their experiences with God. And this is all quite relatively new. And it talks about loneliness. I mean, for me, it's emptiness. You know, I've got this God shaped void that people talk about. It's an absolute emptiness. It's more than loneliness. It's not kind of about being without people it's much deeper than that um and that's filled with with my higher power um and my sponsees also they've just really helped me 
keep going. So if I've, I've ever had a bad day or an agnostic day or whatever, um, and I speak to a sponsee, it just keeps me on, on track. And, you know, I have a sponsee that I do first thing in the morning, you know, we speak every morning and it is the bright spot, you know, of my day. And it's kind of sets me up actually. Um, and I can just really feel and experience and see God's, God's at work, God at work, you know, um, w- with them both. And, um, I, you know, I, I just to, to, to finish also with, with the um, sponsor side of things and newcomers, you know, that gets me out of myself. I'm entirely selfish and self-centered. Um, and that is the root of my problem. It really is. Um, everything. Is, and I don't even know or see it. Um, I have absolutely no discipline. I'm so strong-willed. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, what happened the other day is I went totally agnostic and I and I just... I blew my sponsor off and um you know and basically I did lots of writing on it um just sort of writing to my higher power and and I really got this amazing thing back that basically um, my higher power needs me it's kind of it I'm in training really uh, for where my god my my higher power needs to to change me and all the blocks and my defects that I have in order so that I can help other people and god has a plan for me um and kind of being trained here to help others. So when I make these ma- mistakes, I see all my defects worse than ever. You know, when I don't do any of these things that are suggested, um, my defects come back and I'm in selfishness. And um, but it's and I need a strong sponsor because I will I'm so strong willed myself. <laughs> so if I have a sponsor that's not really, uh, you know, I, I, I need that for me because Oh, I'm not really making much sense. So I'm going off on t- tangent. Right. And this is my ADHD. Thank you, my ADHD coming in. So um, I know what I said, and I hope someone got at least one point that I made. <laughs> Thanks very much, Cheers. Thanks, Alice. Next up is Nancy P, followed by Loretta H. Hey, good morning, Russ. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Nancy P, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So um, there's three promises to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, and to have a host of new friends. Um, And I really feel like this book is, all I have to do is read the book and do what it says. And it reminds me, I was having a conversation with my husband, who's an engineer, and he was telling me about computer code. And he said, when you type in a website, you know, www.whatever.com, and then you press return, that signals the computer to do a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff going on underneath that. And that's the, like this book. I read this book, and there's a lot of stuff going on underneath it. And just like when I click on a, you know, on a website, and then I browse around on the website, maybe I want to buy something, maybe I want to find out something, you know, I dive deep in, you know, I get a lot of information. It's the same thing that happens here. And, um, you know, I was just so cold. I was shivering with loneliness. And my lack of program friends and my jealousy, you know, about how come them and not me? How come them and not me? How come they're all so happy and I'm so miserable? And, you know, I would put the food down. I, you know, I dislike the word abstinence because I think that um, it tends to get personified given qualities that it doesn't have. You know, people say, you know, I've said it myself, you know, I'm abstinent. This is abstinent food. It's, you know, whatever it is. I, I don't, I just don't like that, that word. And, um, you know, I, I just was so jealous because even if I was, my body was the right size, I, I, I'd say, this is, a, this is a bum deal. You know, how come I'm still so angry? How come I'm still so difficult to get along with? 
how come I still don't have any friends? And by the way, if somebody took their courage in both hands and approached me, I would give them my desk glare and that would be that, you know? I didn't want friends. To, you know, we know you will not want to miss it. My attitude was speak for yourself. I'm fine. And, but meanwhile, what I did was I shut up and I kept swimming. I did what I was told. I, I read the book and I, and I did these simple things that my sponsor told me to do, like make a bunch of phone calls and, and don't be late for the meetings with her. And, you know, not, it wasn't tough. It was not hard. Um, and what happened was exactly what they say. My loneliness began to vanish, and I began to see fellowship as an elixir, um, magical elixir, more so than my relationship with food being in its place for these several years now. Um, and I looked up the word elixir, and what it is is it's something that you ingest that has magical healing properties. And so I think of fellowshipping, sponsoring outreach calls, just just fellowship in general, meeting people at you know face-to-face meetings with the rare ones that I go to, you know, that's an elixir that heals me and that um, allowed me to come in and change, be different, you know, a new experience, meaning not the old experience. And um, it changed Fine. me. And now I have a host of friends. And now I'm my life is filled with joy and light and I'm not shivering anymore. And it all starts with one thing. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Nance. Next up is Loretta H. Bob by Jen A. Good morning, Russ, and good morning, all my fellow travelers, along with my precious God, who is saving my life today, Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. I can't be missed. I'm hoping the newcomers can hear that. You've got to do... You can't miss this. And in fact, in our book, 124 times before we get to this chapter, it talks about working with others. Because I feel like it's the gift that keeps on giving and it's priceless, just like the commercial. I have been so fortunate that only because of the work, a sponsor who now has 49 years and, um, my ability to pass this message on that was so freely given to me by her. You know, I have 8,000 plus days. Oh my God, that's a miracle for a wretch like me who couldn't stop this disease. And it's all because of you, my God, and carrying this message. I've shared that my abstinence is spiritual because it's practicing the principles. This step has three parts to it. Practicing the principles in all my affairs. And the first step is honesty. So if I'm not honest about my program and I share my honesty with either a sponsor or a sponsee, then I really have no chance. And I really want to thank Tenzin for allowing all of us to share our experience, strength, and hope because it's all about listening. I have two ears and one mouth for a reason and my two ears form the heart and because I have two ears I have the ability to hear and I have the ability to listen and to practice these principles in all my affairs this book has been divinely inspired and it is 
the bright spot in my day, but all of you are the bright spot in my day, and I do have a host of friends. I have classmates. I have teachers who I just adore, cherish, and love, and it's because of this program, because I've had a job for 35 years, and I don't have one person I'm in contact with. So it is the gift that keeps on giving. It's priceless. All newcomers, please enjoy this and take advantage of this beautiful ride. Thank you. Thanks, Loretta. Next up is Jen A, followed by Elena C. Hey, Russ. Good morning to you. This is Jen A, recovered in Colorado. Wow. Working with others. Hmm. It is the gift of my life today. And, um, you know, I didn't get an opportunity to work with my sponsees yesterday. We had a tornado and um, we had to shelter in place and evacuate certain things and flooding damage and things like that here. And, you know, uh, I will just say that um, I just texted my sponsees and was just like, yeah, this is kind of what's going on. And they're like, oh, be safe, praying for you, et cetera. Um, and, and you know what? It's like you just feel empty some days when you don't have that connection with others. And um, as much as I was serving God and God's kids in another way at work and in my community, um, there's still something about serving the still-suffering compulsive overeater. You know, I came to this program feeling purposeless, um, and I was very lonely. I lived in a dark and depressive and miserable state. I was cut off from everything. And the main thing I was cut off with was relationship and connection with God and others. And what I've learned from this program is the more and more I work with people and invest in other people, what it does is it helps me and I am helping others. And when I get those reviews from my sponsees at night or in the morning or the gratitude list and I'm reading them, I'm like, oh my gosh, look what's happening. Like a sponsee of mine, you know, was hating her job and wanted to switch and yada, yada, this and yada, yada. I got employee of the month. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like how freaking cool is this? You know, and to watch that, to see others change, to see myself change, to see others make better choices, to see myself make better choices, it's eye-opening. It's life-changing. And it brings about a whole new side of me, and they get to see a new side of themselves that they maybe never saw. You know, and, and it's just amazing to me. Like, this whole paragraph is lit up in pink in my book because it is a promise. You know, you stick around long enough, you do this work, um, and then you start giving it away to others for fun and for free. It is amazing how it just warms your heart and warms your soul. Um, and you know what? My job every day is to go out and be of service to God and God's kids, and it started with Overeaters Anonymous. I learned how to give to others in this program, and then I could take these same meaningful relationships and these same principles, and I could do it at work, and I could do it in relationships, and I'm doing it with my children. So I think, like, it's no joke, right? Like, it works in everything. So I'm really, really grateful. This is one of the bright spots of my life. And, um, yeah, you don't want to miss this. When you get to step 12, it's like, oh, yeah, I get to give this away. I get to go out and help somebody else and share my experience, strength, and hope. Yeah, you do. So keep on plugging along and join us on the highway. Thanks, Russ. I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. So before Lena comes up, let me let you know where we're at. If you jumped on a little... Uh, later. 
We're working with others. Page 89, second paragraph. Life will take on new meaning. And we're ending with is the bright spot of our lives. So, Elena, you're up. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. My name is Elena C. from uh, Rainy, South Carolina, and I spell my name E-L-E-N-A. So I have a story, I and I, it just dives in so well with this paragraph. I had a dream last night about my home of origin, the house where I grew up, and people were um, extending it, were remodeling it, were growing um, you know, made other uh, rooms, and they were painting it, and there were many, many people around, and my mom and dad, and my sister, and our neighbors, and guess what I was doing? I was eating, I was binging on um, the, um, on fudge, the, um, what mom used to cook for me. And that was my first memories of binging on that. And, you know, I felt I, I didn't participate in painting and no, nothing, absolutely nothing. But on the but what I was doing while I was doing that binging, <clears throat> I was complaining about the refrigerator that is not new, that the washing machine is not new. So I was arguing with the constructors. Oh, my God. And here I am waking up. So, so I believe I dreamed about my addiction, you know, like, you know, I found I was not belonging. I did not belong anywhere. I was, I saw only things that were negative and I, I did what I was doing and I just did not feel connected with anybody to wake up to this paragraph. Life will take on new meaning. So this paragraph does not say Elena, your new meaning of life will be to get the men, bread pit, you know, or, or get like a beautiful home, a car, you, the, the job of your dream. It, it, the new meaning of life is be close to people. And when you're close to people, watch people recover, okay? And loneliness vanish. It's about people. It's how we close get close to people. Have a host of friends, um, and frequent contact with newcomers. I have been a little lazy in my program, and I know exactly what I need to do to not have thoughts of eating the fudge. You know, to get on the phone and call the newcomers, um, and you know. Work with others. Stay close to God. When I work with others, I stay close to God. When all else fails, helping another alcoholic save the day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Elena. Next up is Chris W., followed by Priscilla. Hi, this is Chris W., Chris with a K from Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. And um, so I do feel like I have a purpose these days. And, you know, for so long I started calling myself a chronic relapser. And um, and now I think of it as I don't want to use that phrase anymore, but I certainly have um, that I, I have the ability to share that even a chronic relapser like me can 
still find recovery and and have a purpose and be able to share with other people. Part of it will be what not to do, but of course we all hear these things on the meetings. And um, I spent two and a half years. It always was still about the food and the weight. And I came into these rooms at a normal weight for for the first time, and um, and I didn't. I was so afraid that. I um, I felt like a drug addict. I couldn't quit binging. And I realize now that um, just doing everything that I'm told to do and and letting go of, of my just always fighting this thing of I didn't, I didn't want to give up my c- control in heaven having my way and um, so it still was about the food and I read something the other day and I've heard similar parts like it's not about the food unless it's about the food then it's all about the food until it's not about the food and I can finally say that it's not about the food it's not about the bathroom scales and I can back to sponsoring um Legally, I guess I was still trying to sponsor when I wasn't being abstinent exactly, and was being dishonest. The dishonesty was worse than getting into the food. This, and now I don't have to live that way, and I'm just really grateful. Grateful to be alive. Grateful to have this program. Grateful that I had a a new sponsor who fired me right away, and I was able to um, hear what she was saying and and tried it with another sponsor and and I've been successful but it's just breaking down that pride and doing what people tell me to do and now I can help other people so with that I'll pass thank you thanks Chris next up is Priscilla H Bobakin WH thanks hi everybody this is Priscilla H grateful to be recovering, physically recovered and in every other way recovering in New Jersey. And um, Chapter 7, oh my goodness, I'm loving Chapter 7. I never paid much attention to it before coming to vision. So um, I'm really getting a lot out of it now. And I'm so glad that they named Chapter 7 Working With others. That is what really is standing out for me today. They could have said they could have named it working on others. And that would mean uh, if I'm going to work on you, I'm going to tell you what to do and do it in X number of days and probably do it perfectly and then we'll talk and we'll work together. That's not what they said. And they could or they could have named it working for others. And that would be, oh, please tell me what to do. Tell me what to do and when to do it, how high to jump and how many times a day, and I'll do it perfectly. That's not what they named it either. They named it working with others. And to me, that's all about the fellowship. It's about all of us trudging that road of happy destiny together. And there's some of us who trudge it 
slowly. Maybe we need a walking cane or even a wheelchair. Uh, but there'll be somebody else who will walk along and trudge it slowly with me. And then maybe there's some people who uh, aren't trudging. They're leaping and jumping and joyful way out in front, and, and that's okay, too. And there are others who are leaping and joyfully jumping along with them way out front. We're all working together with others, and I'm so grateful for that. Thanks for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Priscilla. Next up is Ken WH, and now we're going to take another list. Hey, Russ, my friend. Uh, Ken WH, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from North Carolina. Um, this paragraph <laughs> reads like a commercial um, coming on the screen. You almost hear that commercial voice speaking out. Life will take on new meaning to watch people. And it, and it, it just sounds like one of those old-time commercials just shouting out, uh, something, a, a, uh, trying to get me to, uh, grasp a hold of this and, and, and then get the product. Um, this just shouts of, of hope and, and promise. And, um, I, I think about myself then, uh, how, how do I, uh, carry this message? The first paragraph made that pretty clear is Carry the message to other alcoholics, exclamation point, shouting it out at me. Carry the message. Well, how do I do that? And it's the way I live my life. Life will take on new meaning, and I will behave <clears throat> in a way that may be inviting and, um, to others to ask me questions and, and to say what changed, what's different. I knew you when. Um, it's like putting on those placards on the front and back and walking up and down the sidewalk um, and having people stop and ask questions. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm wearing, how I wear my recovery is, is an advertisement. And, and I want to advertise in a way that, that is inviting. Uh, it's attraction rather than promotion. I'm not promoting myself. I just want to attract. I want to be attractive. Um, and this program makes me attractive. Um, recovery makes me attractive. Um, being recovered is attractive. And I like to present that in that way. I, I wouldn't put a placard on my, uh, over me and front and back that says, I'm a bozo on the bus, come join me. Or, um, you know, as, as has been mentioned, I'm a chronic relapser, come join me. No, 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 no. I want to put on, uh, the image. I want to wear that sign that says, I am happy, joyous, and free. I have new life, and I have a new relationship to everyone else, different, and uh, I'm still working on them. Thanks for letting me share it. Bless you, Russ. Thanks, brother. All right, so we're going to open up the lines for sharing again. We are on page 89, the second paragraph. Uh, life will take on new meeting and it's a bright spot of our lives. And we ask that you limit your share to every other, every two days, um, every third day. I'm sorry. I'm the script. And uh, take it one at a time. Vasa O, Pamela Vasa. P, 
Pamela P. from New York. I got you. I got you. Got you. Pamela. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you get Kim A? Uh, who was that? Go Kim ahead. A. Clea. Kim. Cleaster J. Cleaster. Who else? Jennifer C. Ohio. Jennifer. Okay. Jennifer C. Gotcha. I gotcha. And I think we could take one more. I'm thinking. Rachel P. Rachel. Okay, that's all we're going to do. So we got Vasa, Pamela, Kim, Priester, Jennifer, Rachel. Vasa, you are up. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Ross, for your service this morning. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recover compulsive overeater. And these are the promises I have uh, experienced by working the 12 steps, and I never, never thought they would come true for me. And because I did just for the vanity, you know, and I was just going to leave the program. And uh, it, uh, we call I came for the vanity, but I stayed for the sanity, and that's what I did. And this program, it's a gift from our higher power. It's a gift from, from God because I had given up, gave in into the food before I came to Overeaters Anonymous because with everything I tried, it just did not work, and I remember saying, that's it, I'm just going to die fat and miserable because I could not stop. And here I come to the programs and to find hope. It was a miracle that my sponsor led me. Well, I did pray before I came to the, to the programs, and I remember saying, God, if you're out there, please show me where you are. I'm, you know, I guess I, I had the gift of desperation and I was led not too long after that to Overeaters Anonymous. One of my friends was in it, and uh, she introduced me. And uh, it was, it was. She said she gave me the program. She said, "Here, it's here for you. If you want it, it's here. Nobody's going to kick you out, and nobody's going to make you force you to stay here." And I chose to stay there. And uh, for me. I started working on my abstinence, number one, and then on the emotional and spiritual. But I needed the spiritual part to be abstinent anyways, you know. And working with others, I do the best that I can, you know, just pass it on. Be power of example. You know, I don't shove it and I don't push it. I don't, you know, I I, I just don't do it. You know, give them the information like my sponsor gave it to me and then it's up to them i love to sponsor and i thank you thank you for my sponsor that she sponsored me and she said the only we have to give it away what we are so freely given in this program and i have never imagined in my life i would have a life the life i have today it you know physical came first thank you god because that's what i went for first and then gradually is working the steps. Everything was coming, you know, and no matter what, no matter what I go through, you know, I go through life with good things and not so wonderful things, but I have a higher power and I have other people I can reach to and I have the steps. It's 
So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thanks, Vasa. Next up is Pamela, followed by Kim A. Um, hello, my name is Pamela P. from New York. Um, so I know a power in God in the program in the steps. Um, so right now my life has changed dramatically. Right now I in a homeless shelter. Uh, I was going through domestic violence with my partner. You don't want emotional and mental, not physical. But I left. And then I went to a place, I had my own room, but I had altercation with someone that was drama, my roommate, so they let me go. So I'm here, my meal, you know, it's different because they eat what they give me and they give normal serving. And some are very healthy, so that I thank God for that. I thank God for the program, the fellowship, my amazing sponsor, and I do thank God that um, for protecting me, watching over me through the trial. Um, I know I wanted to come back to New York, and I had to start from scratch. I don't got the financial help for my boyfriend, and I'm trying to get on public assistance, and been a little difficult. So I'm trying to get the help I need, but to try to get back in the recovery mode, I got on track after the 8th, the 9th. But now I'm trying to get back, eat what I'm supposed to, work the program like my life depends on it, focus on God. And, you know, they're trying to get through this. So it's been a very, you know, different environment with all the women and stuff, but a lot of police and stuff around here and very organized here. So I'm just trying to get through this and still find a way to work my recovery. Um, so pray for me and pray for y'all. And don't give up before that amazing miracle happens. And recovery could happen any time in your life, rather good or bad. Um, so I pass. Thank you to let me share. Thanks, Pamela. Next up is Kim A. followed by Cleaster J. And I'm I'm hoping we have time for the, the remaining two shares. Hey, it's Kim A. Did you call me? Gotcha. Yep. Go for Thanks. it. Thanks. Hey, it's Kim A. from New York City. And that word immunity that's used in the beginning of this chapter is some really, like, that's a huge promise. But they're not saying that we're going to get immunity from eating compulsively by avoiding our triggers or by... Um, cutting out certain ingredients or foods, you know, and to relate it to alcoholism, they're not saying like, you know, to get immunity, you need to avoid having alcohol in the house or avoid, you know, going to bars. None of it has anything to do with that. That immunity comes from getting out of our selfishness, getting out of our own shit that led us to the food to begin with and working intensively with other people and there are some really clear directions in this chapter, just like all throughout the book, because this is based on their experience. And a lot of this is based on, you know, Bill trying to go out and help people in the wrong way, like dragging them off bar stools, right, or by preaching religion to them. That didn't work. And he meant well, and he was excited about what worked for him. But 
we're clearly told over and over in this chapter that the way that we can help other people is by putting ourselves out there, making ourselves available, and basically telling our own story, not telling other people what they have to do. And this can apply to sponsorship as well, right? We don't necessarily, like, tell other people what to do. We sponsor how we were sponsored. So if somebody that we're sponsoring is not willing to do what we're suggesting, quote-unquote, then, you know, we don't need to work with them. And it's also telling us clearly that some people are not ready, and we don't waste our time on people who are not ready. And that sounds a little bit harsh, but, you know, if I'm wasting my time sponsoring somebody who's, like, sort of doing what I'm saying, not calling me on time, not, you know, resisting, like, sponsoring and all that kind of stuff, not sending me 10 steps throughout the day, that person is just not ready. And for me to continue working with them is not only sort of robbing somebody else who is ready of the opportunity to work with me, not because, like, I'm so great, but because I'm a recovered sponsor, but it's also sort of depriving the person who's not ready of maybe hitting their bottom and getting ready. So, you know, throughout this chapter, we really need to pay attention to what they're telling us to do and to not do and to understand that a lot of this is not only to help other people. I mean, that's a huge motive. But the biggest motive of all is to keep us recovered because if we're not doing this, we're not going to stay recovered. And I'll pass. Thanks. Kim A. in New York City. Have a great day. Thanks, Kim. She muted there. Sorry about that. Next up is Cleaster J, and then we're going to see what we got on time. Star one. Good. Good hey. morning. Cleaster J. I've got Clea on some of my um, stuff, but I was just um, I'm I've actually never ever left the program. I think once you um, work this program and really work the program. Uh, I think as people talked about, I came in for the weight loss, thought everybody else was crazy, even though I was the fattest one in the room. Um, but I stayed because of the promises. And today, thank you, God, I am a different person. Um, one of the things I was thinking as I was reading this book is that um, the founders of this program probably never knew the lives that they would touch through a 12-step program. This program wasn't uh, written for overeaters wasn't written for Gamblers Anonymous. It wasn't written for sex, you know. It wasn't written for that, but God had a bigger plan that I'm thankful for. And as I think about this program, um, you know, I was a very selfish person. I had a very small circle, and if you didn't fit in there, you weren't in it. And so thanks to God and working this 12-step program of Overeaters Anonymous, um, it has extended me to be a better person person I like better. I know God likes better. And my journey continues. One of the things I just wanted to share is that I think that not just touching the lives of other overeaters, um, I'm able to, um, you know, when they talk about the joy that you get, I think it talks about the bright spot of your life, being able to look at mothers who are struggling, single mothers, or, you know, God just puts people in my life that are not necessarily overeaters but can benefit from the just the principles of the program. You know, maybe it's me taking them to church or maybe it's me uh, allowing them to use my car for their kids to go swimming in my, in my HOA pool. 
but that that would have never happened had it not been for OA. And with that, I just want to say, as we continue, as I continue, I become so humble in this program. I've had sponsors who have dismissed me, and God has said it was time for me to move on. But I've also been a person realizing, I think just stop at the statement before that, remember that they are very ill. And as I am ill and they are very ill, that I think the compassion and the love of this program um, keeps it, you know, they say, you know, keep coming, it works. So with that, I will pass. But uh, thank you. Thank you for people who called me who hadn't heard from me. I thank my previous sponsor who called me and said, how are you doing? And so just for those people who are struggling, just getting the program, the program works when you work it and you get a lot of love. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Esther. Next up is Jennifer C. We have about, you got, I think it'd be right on time. Three minutes. Okay. Hi, this is Jennifer C. from Ohio. I think I can do that. Can you hear me? I hope. Um, so um, reading this paragraph, just it's, it's amazing how every time I read this, they just pop out. Um, I, I do like um, how someone mentioned an elixir and how working with others is the elixir. Like, I know I'll never be cured of this. That, um, but working with others is how I can be. And I remember that utter fear of working with someone and um, a lady in our program uh, face-to-face, she said, because I had mentioned, I, I want to be a sponsor, but I'm afraid. And she's like, I'll be your guinea pig. And her willingness, like somebody had mentioned before, like Mickey Mouse could be a sponsor if that person really, really wants to, to, to recover. And I got to be Mickey Mouse. And, um, but um, I'm ever grateful for that person allowing me to have the opportunity to try because I currently have three sponsees right now and I do enjoy working with them. Um, But just going back to the text, um, watching people recover, going to the meeting and hearing everybody's ish, their experience, strength, and hope, that's how I recover. Seeing them help others, seeing that this program is the gift that keeps on giving to be trite. Um, loneliness will vanish. This is a disease of isolation. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Y'all know this, that we isolate, we, or I isolate, I suffer, I, I hurt myself through food, but loneliness disappears because of working with others. It just, it can't exist in the same place, just like faith and fear cannot exist in the same place. Loneliness and isolate, or um, working with others cannot exist together. Fellowship will grow up about you. Um, As it was said earlier, this is a a program of attraction, not promotion. Um, People will want to know what I'm doing. If I'm doing the program right and I'm talking program because I'm being honest and and, um, true to the, the, the big book and to God and following his will and following the steps that I'm time. Okay, I'm done. All right. I will pass it. So don't miss it. Sorry about that. I overestimated the time. So, let's see. All right. Thank you for for sharing, everybody, for sharing. And uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Rachel P., you could jump on the second meeting. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Today's share ID. 
Friday, June 23rd, 2023, is 20,380. That's 20380. And we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by a serenity prayer. Will Katie G please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Sure, Ken. Russ, thanks for taking the meeting. KDG recovered in Boston. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to your oh, to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.